My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Our next 21-day yoga, Pilates, and meditation challenge starts on the 8th of June. Usually, these challenges are member-exclusive, but this time, you can join with a simple one-off payment. It's called the Time For Me Challenge, and it's going to be amazing. So head to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash me time to join. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode 331 on the Get Married podcast and we're so excited to be coming back into your ears this week with a brand new topic which I'm surprised we've never talked about before. Like maybe we have. Like we have in like bits and pieces but I don't think we've ever done like one specifically about habits. Yeah, it feels like such a like, well, duh, like everyone talks about this, right? <laughs> Maybe because everyone talks about it, we're like, ugh, we're not going to talk about it. But it is an important topic. Well, yeah, it's very important because habits really create our days, create our months, create our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, actions are important. So if you want to welcome something new into your life, you need to, you know, take action towards it and probably regular, consistent action. Yeah, I mean, that's the key, isn't it? Like with any change that you want to make in your life, whatever it is, whether it's learning a new language, whether Mm -hmm. it's uh, bringing in a yoga or meditation practice, you can't just do something once and then you know how to do it no. or you receive all the benefits just like that. It doesn't work that way. Really, change happens over time. Yes. Very slowly, normally. Yes. Like sustainable change. That's yes. what, We should talk about sustainable change yeah, because that's more. That's yeah. the most important thing. I mean, I mean, and that obviously is far more important when we're talking about like diets and yeah. exercise oh and physical change. And, uh, you know, you you all know if you've heard us talk about diets and stuff before, like, you know, we're very anti-diet now. Uh, we're not all about before and after. We physical transformation, like we care far deeper about other things. But we will talk about it because it doesn't mean we're, not, we're, doesn't mean we're anti-transformation physically. It doesn't mean we're against weight loss. We are just more inclined <laughs> and we promote healthier methods to do that in our in our eyes anyway we're more concerned about how you do it yes that's our biggest concern our biggest kind of like we want you to enjoy the journey (laughs) uh (laughs) and that isn't really what is promoted mostly Mm. in this world of diet culture and uh you know how we feel about that guys right you know (laughs) yeah so let's talk about i guess uh what we think contributes to creating a habit that sticks. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And also we'll be bringing in some examples of great habits we've created and also some habits that we've really struggled with. Yes. Because we're definitely, you know, not everything comes easy. No. And I think, you know, I feel like even the person who, you know, is the most dedicated and disciplined with their habits would still find something they would struggle with. And you know what it would probably be? To have fun. True. Like, you know, I'm pretty damn good at having fun. Like, that's a habit. Mm. I'm I'm good at that habit. And I mean, not just fun as in like, you know, I have to go out and do something extraordinary and like wild. No, I can find joy in simple things. Mm. Like, I can laugh and I have no struggles there. And I know other people do struggle to feel joy in the mundane. I feel like I'm really good at that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I think... uh like sometimes I'll like think about my week and I've had, we've had a great week and like it's been a great fun, like I've had fun. Yeah. And then I think, should I like do something like grand because I don't really <laughs> do anything that's yeah. like crazy. Like, should I go bungee jump or like go climb up Mount Everest? I don't know. I think, um, you know, probably if you really thought about it, like you probably do do some of these mm, grand true. things every now and again. Yeah. It's I just th- not all the time. Yeah, that's true. I think that is very true. Okay, so let's talk about habits. Let's talk about a habit that we're we're really good at. And, you know, we've been actually pretty good at this our whole lives, but how we do the habit has changed. Yes, you're talking about exercise. exercise. Because uh, we we grew up in a very active household. We were always uh, encouraged to do some kind of sport or what do you call like activity? Activity, I like, was like tennis, what's, I was like, swimming. What's I, I mean, guess like they're sports. Yeah, they are sports. They're all sports. Yeah, they're all sports. Um, but also because we grew up, I think, like you know, surrounded by. I mean, we grew up in Canberra, and it's called the bush capital for a reason. There is lots of bushland, and we were very lucky enough to live in front of a nature reserve, which was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it's still so beautiful. You go walk around Mum and Dad's house. And you see like five kangaroos every morning. It's quite cool. Uh, best sunsets, best sunrises, freezing because it's Canberra in winter anyway, but a beautiful place. So we were always outside. We'd get home from school. We'd have a snack. I remember this. Mum would either have snacks ready for us or maybe she was working in her casual job. Every now and again, she left it out there with a little note. Mm-hmm. So cute. Um, what was your favorite snack that she would leave? I loved it when she left those, uh, what were they called, gaities or something? Oh, like okay. the, chocolate the chocolate biscuits. biscuits. So like chocolate wafer biscuits. Also, remember rem- I love the nachos. <laughs> She'd leave like nacho packet mixes. Oh, my gosh. Like how funny. How funny. That was the youngest. And I remember we had like a phase of that like cordial. The it was apple like, raspberry But cordial. it was like the healthier cordial. It was the one in the glass bottle. Yeah, it was fancy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> And then I also remember, like, when we were little, obviously, she would take us out for afternoon tea a lot. Like, we'd go for donuts. It's, like, very healthy. (laughs) But not uh, every day. No, not every day. But, you know, those memories stick out, so it feels like it was every day. (laughs) Mum used to take us there every day. She'd be like, no, I didn't. It was maybe once a week or once every fortnight. It was once a week, like, when we'd do the groceries. Oh, the groceries. Yeah, and we'd go before the groceries and then we'd... Yeah, and sometimes we'd go to Tuggeranong and go for Kingsley's, Kingsley's chips. Okay, we're totally going off and no one will understand this unless you grew up in Canberra about the Kingsley's chips anyway. Um, 
We did grow up in a very active household. Mum and dad would walk like four to five kilometers every morning. They still do that. In fact, they've doubled their walk since the whole COVID thing. They started doing an afternoon walk as well. So morning walk, afternoon walk. Dad does a hundred push-ups every day. Um, <laughs> we should and, bring dad on the podcast yeah, to talk we, about p- habits. Yeah, like, yeah, he's the one who's the yeah, best at he's habits. He's very good. And he might have OCD. Yeah, mate. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh about that. No. Uh, but he, yeah, he's definitely very funny with his. I'm only laughing because I did have OCD. Yeah, yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when Carla was a child, she did have OCD tendencies. Yeah. Uh, active household. Active household. Uh, and mum, now she does like two to three Mary Body classes a day. What the hell? <laughs> They're crazy. Mm-hmm. And so we grew up thinking this was very normal. We grew up with swimming every week, tennis. I mean, how lucky and privileged we were to have parents that, you know, supported us mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, enrolled us in these Gave things. Gave us all the opportunities. And, you know, all these things do cost money. So I know that, you know, not, not all situations can afford this. Uh, but we did go outside a lot. We played a lot. Cops and robbers. I remember that game. <laughs> Climbing trees, making cubby houses. We watch TV still. Like, mm. you know, we'd come in and watch, like, ABC kids kids shows. I know we did that too. I remember. I can remember the shows. We could list them all, but we won't. But we definitely were outside a lot too. And I think at school we had, like, PE every day. I don't think we did PE every day. Oh, no. We? Maybe it was every day. Oh, maybe in not. In primary school. Know. Maybe it I was. I think it was. I think it I'm was. I'm pretty sure. And, like, Fridays it was gym or, like, yeah. you know, you'd have a day where you'd go into the hall. hall. And like do the gym oh stuff. God, it was so fun. It was so fun. Uh, but anyway, we were active in primary school. That carried through to high school because that's when we started squad swimming. We've talked about that before. You know, we'd wake up two to three mornings a week, go swimming at five thirty a.m. in minus degrees, bloody cold. And I did this until I was sixteen. I swam until I was sixteen. That's like a lot of my years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were the same. Did you leave at 16 or no, a bit I earlier? No, I left at 15. Yeah, and then I think I joined the gym after that. I did, like, body attack and things like that. Yeah, but we Les were always – I, I think, uh, like, in a way, like, I always enjoyed it, but I think there was always, like, this also a dread about it, like, especially, like, when the swimming got very full on. Mm. Like, it got full on. And that's why I left because yeah, I was like, I, I, I can't handle it. Like it was, it was like I wasn't enjoying it. It was anymore. just too competitive, and like I'm not that competitive by nature. Mm. Um, against other people, I'm not really. I know you were a bit more competitive, sis. Like I never liked the competitions. I also always felt left out at that swimming school. Like it mm. was quite, you know, some clubs and some. I mean, we all know it, right? There's a hierarchy, apparently, and, like, you're either cool or you're not cool, and I was definitely not cool in swimming. Mm. <laughs> and I felt that. You could just feel it, and you felt like you felt like you were getting talked about. It just was this feeling of um, non-acceptance, I don't belong here, and that's a really awful feeling to feel. Yeah, and I think in a way, like, it was probably because, like, we could blame many things, but, like, I think – Obviously, that was like within our own thoughts. Like we don't actually know that they were talking about us. Like, but it was like this just feeling. And I think, uh, in a way, like we went to public schools, Mm. and I think, in a way, we always kind of grew up like 
in public school, people would talk about private school in yeah, a certain way, and so private true. school would talk about public school in a certain way, and they were, and that's just how it was talked about. Yeah. Uh, and so then, when you arrive to a squad, a swimming squad, and everyone else is in their private school uniforms, that's so true. and arriving, and you're kind of just like arriving in like you're not private uni- uniform, yeah. like you're just like in your track pants, like come from public school. Yeah, I mean, it and you feel that when you're young, doesn't it? This whole like you know social differences. Uh, and I guess in a capitalist world, there's no really, there's no work around that. It's it comes from within, mm. and I think you know if we had learned about self acceptance back then, in like not in like a like in a big way, like self acceptance needs to be taught in a big way because I know some people naturally feel it. They have like this confidence about them. They have low anxiety, very secure in themselves. But like I definitely didn't. Yeah. And I mean, this is you know the perfect storm when you're. When you're young, female, living, grew up in the 90s, the 2000s, like diet culture was rampant Mm -hmm. and like obviously we developed very unhealthy ways of exercise then and that's when the how really got more important and uh, I guess detrimental to our mental health and physical health. And although, you know, yeah, we exercised every day, then it was over-exercising too much making our health not better but worse Mm -hmm. in our minds and our bodies. Yeah. And so then from then I guess like when we went like too far, then we like went the other way and we kind of just stopped exercising. It wasn't for a long period of time. It was like – Maybe like a six month period of time, I think, if I can six remember. Six months back to then. a year. Yeah, we just do a bit of walking, like yeah. every like around our suburb. Like this is at the time you'd bought your house, I moved in with you, uh, and Merrymakers was kind of just beginning. Yeah, and we had gone through our CrossFit phase, so we stopped yeah. that because we didn't enjoy that anymore. And then we were kind of just doing nothing. And then it was at that point where we were like, uh, we need to bring this habit back. I wish we had Mary body back then. Oh, my gosh, I know. We would have thrived, <laughs> especially, like, working from home. We'd yeah. quit our jobs, like, our government <laughs> jobs. Great. Like, it would have been awesome. Like, put on a video, let's do this. <laughs> um, and I guess then it wasn't, like, if I can think back, I know we started going to the gym. We started um, – you know, going two or three times, I think it was about two times a week with Ruben. Oh, yes. And that was kind of when we started getting back into movement. And it was really when we moved to the Gold Coast that we found our habit back in place. Like we created a new habit. Yeah, and, I mean, it took a little while, but then when once we found that we loved yoga, Pilates, bar, and, like, you know, we tried all these things when we were younger. I did Pilates when I was, like, 15, Mm. 16 you were younger than that. Yeah, true. You were like no. weren't you 13, like 14. Yeah. Well, it was when I first found out I had scoliosis yeah. and they're like, you should do Pilates. And I was like, okay. Uh, so I did my <laughs> Windsor Pilates. And, I mean, I loved it. I wish I stuck to it. I should have. But that was a really – I mean, I was I was in my bedroom and I remember – like I should have done it like outside. Like I should have done it with you. Yeah. Like I don't know why I didn't do it with you – not with you. Yeah, I wish was, I had done yeah, it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but, I mean, we also did body balance. Anyway, like this conversation is all over the place. Um, so we found yoga Pilates and bar and we loved it and then it was like no turning back. Yeah, and I think the reason why this habit – because this was one of the easier habits for us to create. Yeah. We really enjoyed it. Like – we loved 
the yeah. way of the movement. Like it yeah. wasn't just like the exercise made us feel good afterwards. Like we actually had fun. Like I remember laughing in class yeah. and I like looking over at you and smiling and we made friends. Yeah. Like that was really. Yeah. And I would say like not every studio is like that. No. And like I don't really have that in a studio anymore, no. I would say. Uh, I still love the movement, obviously, but I do it more at home now or just with you yeah. at your place. And I don't mind about that. No. I love it. But, you know, I do have fond memories of that time. And when, you know, exercise can be social and very joyful, it's great. So this is a big major thing for habits, I think. Like find the joy of it and look deeper. If it's not like so obvious, the joy, look a bit harder and you might find it. Otherwise, check in, do you even need this habit in your life or can you – alter it slightly yeah and I think like that's you know one of our first key points after how long have we been talking about this it's like if you want to make something a habit yeah hopefully maybe you can find some joy in it not always the case no um but if you can I think it's a positive and it will actually help you yeah to create a habit okay let's talk about other ways to create habits. I know that we talk about something inside Marybody a lot and it really helps so many people. And it's this if, if when, then plan. Mm. And it's working out a time, a place and an anchor to kind of sandwich your habit into your current life. Yes. Uh, and so this can work very well for exercise, but it can actually work for anything. I'm talking like if you want to practice piano, if you want to learn a new language and you need to do your homework. Yes. I'm looking at you, Emma. Uh, if you want to learn how to paint, what are some other habits people like to do? If you want to start Meditate. cooking dinner. Cooking dinner. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm going to put like a, it's really hard to do all these things. Like, I'm going to put it out there for all humans. Yeah, this list that we've just like, listed. Like, this list is so long and I'm like, this is just our stuff, like, together, accumulated, right? Like, we want to do all this stuff. <laughs> and it's hard to juggle everything because, yeah, I've been sucking so much at my Italian studies. I really enjoy my lessons. Every week I chat to my Italian teacher, my tutor, and it's really fun and I have fun and we laugh and I laugh at myself and then I always kind of be a bit annoyed at myself because I'm like, why don't I practice more? Like, this is fun. I like this. Also, like, I'm living with an Italian. Mm. Like, I can practice with also, him. Also, you're going to Italy for yeah, seven weeks. Yeah, I'm going to, to Italy. It would be beneficial to know a few words and I do know a few words and I can totally, like, it's like I recognize a lot of words but then I forget, does that mean to go to work or does that mean – to sleep mm-hmm. like <laughs> wow no I remember them I remember them it's like sleep is like dormant I think and then like or something and then work is lavore but like it's so hard Italian is so hard because it's like a different word for like she goes compared to I go compared to uh he they goes? go no he and she is the oh, same okay. um get it right Sorry. uh then they and then we go. And so, like, the words change, the ending of the word changes mm. depending on so many things and I get confused. Well, you have to think about that for a moment, <laughs> sis, because she goes is different to they I go. Know. It's just that they flipped the they to, the, to yeah. the back of the word. But they, no, but it's always different. 
But so like, or not always. So like, they, what is? Do you know what? Can you tell me? Like, what no, we met? Might we need go. to take this out. Okay. Off air. I will. We go. I think is Andiamo. 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 Or maybe that's they. Yeah, I think that's we go. Okay. What's Andiamo. another one? Do you have another one? No. Okay. Let's just talk about this off air. Okay. Off air. We'll take this conversation <laughs> off air. Everybody, we'll look at your note. We'll look at her notebook. And okay, obviously we've we've actually really painted the picture for you. Emma has not created a habit no, of learning there's no habit. Her Italian. So I okay. need to create an if, if when, when then, then plan. plan. All right. So if when then, as I mentioned before, we sandwich the habit. The habit is the action you would like to implement into your life, into something that is already present in your life, and we make sure that this thing is an absolute definite 100% thing that is going to happen. It is not something like when it is raining because it's not always raining. So we need to be really specific with our if, when, then plan. Here's an example. If it is a Monday, Wednesday or Saturday. Ooh, okay. I should write this down. I'm writing this to you. If it is a Monday, Wednesday or Saturday, are they good days for you? If it is, no, Monday's not a good day for you. Oh, no. If it, it is, is a Tuesday. Tuesday. Maybe, I'm just going to do two days for you, sis. If it is a Tuesday or Saturday. Or Saturday. When? When my dinner is cooking. Then I will. Then my- I will practice my Italian. Or like something about your dinner, something about if it's going to be like a quick dinner, it'll be like just before I cook dinner. Yeah. Or if it's something that goes in the oven, you know, when my dinner's cooking, then I'm going to practice. I totally know. And that is – and that's the hard thing, I think, you know, the timing. It's like before dinner probably is better, I would say. Okay. Well, okay. Actually, you're right because sometimes you don't cook. Well, so sometimes is, I don't cook, but mo- like through the weeks or oh, Saturday, Saturday I, you probably well, wouldn't Saturday cook. Saturday, it's fine. Like I have so much time on Saturday. Like literally like <laughs> – If it is a Saturday, when it is any time, I will then practice. I will practice my Italian. Yeah, and like I should practice like more on a Saturday than do like a little refresher on a Tuesday yeah. and then Thursday I have my lesson. Or you could do it every day for 10 minutes. Yeah, so like it could idea. also be – you could also yeah. do like – if it is any day yeah. after I, when I've had my coffee, yes. then I'll oh, do five minutes of Italian And practice. I think what I need to do is like go through my notes and rewrite every word I've learned yeah. and like just rewrite it again and again. You I could think literally do that. That could be your practice. And that's what I think helps me. And this is another good point, guys. Like get it an understanding and awareness of how you learn things of what works for you because you know what works for, for me won't be the same as you mm-hmm. and for Carla like mm-hmm. we're all different learners so there's how many different ways of learning well there's is like five or something? yeah well there's like audio visual kinesthetic which is like doing, doing. so there's usually I think there's three. Oh, three. yeah <laughs> there's like audio visual and kinesthetic <laughs> and kinesthetic is like doing as like it's like a DIY kind the of thing. The other one is like my dream where in the Matrix, like they stick <laughs> something in your brain and boom, you've learned. I wish, <laughs> but only like for secret, like just for me. <laughs> no one else can have that. Yeah, it's like a it's like a floppy disk. Yeah, yeah like you would upload it to your computer. I and just want to like, upload hmm, Italian. How good would that be? It would be pretty damn or, cool. Oh wait, also what's cool is that you can dedicate a little bit t- of time every day and learn it. Yeah, Come you on. can actually be the you can do that yourself. Oh, I know. 
with a habit, with an action that you take every day. So here's another one. If it is any day of the week or if it is a weekday uh, when I've had my coffee, then I'm going to do my Merry Body. Uh, that's like a very common one that we share with our members and members love that. They're like, oh, my God, yes, I'm going to do that. Um, so if, when, then, it's a powerful practice. So think of something you want to create, a habit, a new habit, and see if you can work out an if, when, then plan regarding that habit. What's your if, when, then plan for your piano? I don't have one. I should make one. But you're pretty good. I see you. Well, yeah, I do practice. I just practice kind of just morning. like in the morning and I just like will turn on and like practice a little bit. Um or in the do afternoon. you struggle like uh like I mean you practice you just like find a song that you want and yeah. you learn that song do you think that's a good way of learning I think from um for someone who is not learning to read music yeah. yes I think um so like I do want to learn how to read music but I like was struggling with that it's but, so um, hard so I think that would be <laughs> that's a whole different thing that's like looking at music and then this is how I think I work best. And I know when Damiano, when I was having lessons with Damiano, he also suggested this. It's like look at the notes, write down the notes like above the note and pencil, then play the notes, then uh, rub out the notes and then see if you can like remember uh, what they are. Yeah. Um, it's just a memory game. I know. And that's what I think about Italian too. I'm like it's just my memory. And the thing is, you know, all these new habits, whatever they may be, they're really good for our health mm. as well. So, like, obvious our ex- brain health. Ex- exercise is easy. Duh. Like, humans are meant to exercise. We are not meant to be sitting on our bums all day. Like, you can't deny that truth. We're meant to move. And it's not about, you know, the goal to look that like mm. that. It's more about to feel great, mm-hmm. to feel strong, to feel fit, to feel like you can walk up the stairs and not be tired, to lift up your kids, to move the furniture. So many good reasons to exercise. It's also good for your brain as well. But learning and a language, learning music, it's so good for our brain health. And with the rise of all these, these brain uh, stuff like Alzheimer's, dementia, I mean, I really don't want that. It's like as if we can spend less time on our phones and devices and then pour that attention into something different and new that we're learning instead of being just shown something in front of us. It's us actually doing it and learning it and creating new patterns in the brain. That is going to be more beneficial than scrolling on Instagram. Yeah, It's like, oh, that is a good if, when, then. If I find myself oh, scrolling yeah. on Instagram, then <laughs> when I realize I'm doing that, yeah. then I'm going to like rewrite a couple of Italian words. Yeah, so true. Or like hop on my piano and play yeah. some chords. And I think like, you know, the whole scrolling thing. It's oh, a it's habit. So, it's such a habit and it's it's one of those mind-numbing habits. It's like, it's yuck. I feel really yuck when I notice myself mm. scrolling so much. And, you know, there's there's purpose sometimes for being on social media. Maybe you're checking your favorite accounts. Maybe you're getting the news, uh, whatever it might be. You know, that's fine. But when you notice that it's like mm-hmm. mindless and just like scrolling for the heck of it, oh, my gosh, like that's like time and our most precious resource in our lives really is our time. And then I think, holy moly, how much time have I spent scrolling on this 
goddamn forsaken phone. Well, your phone will tell you every week. Yeah, and it's frightening. It's too much. And then it's like, you're you're 5% more. You're, and then when it's like, um, you're 14% less, I'm like, good job. Yes. I probably was on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I probably was watching Netflix. I was, I but, put out my small screen to watch my medium <laughs> screen or my bigger screen. Oh my and that's gosh. fine, right? Well, I really, you know what? Like, I actually so enjoy watching a good movie. Yes. Like, I enjoy cinema. I enjoy uh, travel shows. Mm-hmm. Like, these are things that I think are okay. Like, obviously not all day, every day. But I very much enjoy watching a great theatrical Me too. movie. And I think it's also, it's art, right? Mm-hmm. Cinema is an expression of art, artistic. You know, it's a, you learn things, you learn ideas, you learn maybe history, Uh I think it's fun to, like, talk about cinema too. Like, I enjoy talking about movies. And- yeah, me too. So thinking about habits just then, you know, you can already think of a few habits you have in your life. And I think also knowing that you've done it before is great mm. at just, like, kind of reminding you, okay, if I can make a habit with that, then I can make a habit with anything. So true. Uh, and I'm using this bad example and I'm bad in inverted commas of scrolling on our phones like if you have that habit you made it you did that well done by doing it again and again and again every day good now we know that that, <laughs> that you have habits create can you can create habits because you already did now let's create it for something you actually <laughs> want to do and I wish it, I, I mean like you know on paper it's simple like that but usually the the why the is habit- the bad habit easier? <laughs> I, know. I know. It's pretty funny. I don't have the answer. I'm sure someone does. Eek. Imagine if your habit was like, I need to scroll more on Instagram. Okay, wait. Wait, hang on a minute. I think I know the answer. I think I. it's because a habit like that is very – it is easy There's on the barriers. brain. And it's easy on the brain, right? So, like, if I'm learning piano, like, I yeah. have to be like – Okay, what note is that? Okay, it's it's C. Got it. All right, where's C? There it is. Okay, yeah, now I've got to do think. chords and this. Whereas if I'm on just my phone, I'm just like, doop, doop. Oh, God. It's <laughs> actually frightening. Okay, like don't you think, like sometimes don't you look at that in yourself and others and you think, what futuristic sci-fi dystopian movie are we in? Like mm-hmm. It really has become like that and it's going to get more like that. So I think it's really important to have awareness and and not be, like, angry at yourself. Just be like, holy moly, like, yeah, this is interesting. I think it's just the awareness is key, isn't it? And yeah. it's almost like we have to un- create the unhabit. So it's like create times of the day where maybe the phone is down True. and, like, that's a new habit. Yeah, so I, like I really like that. I also like when people talk about, like, having a social media free day, haven't implemented it. I think it's a great idea. Might try it. Don't know when. Oh, my God. Don't it's sounding more appealing. Um, But I really think – and because I, I think about like the time spent on social media and like my excuses for like I know. being like I have to be on there because like our business is on there and I have to respond. Okay, Carla, there's not that many people commenting on your Instagram. Like you don't have to be on it. Yeah, you're so right. So I think like that could actually be a really positive thing to welcome in. And if it's like every Sunday you're not on social media, yeah. social media free day. It's like we should wouldn't really that be try. lovely? We should try do that. I think it would be actually easy. 
Yeah, I think if you um just have the if, if you, you want commit it, to it, yeah, it's like done. I mean, like, I think I need it. I think I need to do this. Because, you need a social media detox. Yeah, I need a social media <laughs> detox, and then I have so much even more space for my Italian lessons. Exactly, and like I can read more books. I can do so many more activities that I enjoy mm-hmm. without this distraction, and it's like not bringing any good to my life yeah it really isn't i mean like i love our obviously i love being on social media to uh chat to the community marybody community and like everyone that's of- different the group is different yeah. and the comments from our members are different i'm talking about scrolling yeah where yeah. i'm i'm talking about where i'm mindlessly scrolling yeah um and I'm not even talking about like watching my favorite account and getting an update. Yeah. Like, I literally have one account I do that with. And I'm yes. like, I'm going to watch it every day. Like, I want to watch their stories. That's it. I have one account. Everyone else, I just, just scroll, scroll and like it's just being shown to me oh by my the God, algorithm. This is so frightening. The algorithm. Okay. So we're going to do that. If you want to do that, join in. It'll be fun. It'll, I think it will actually create a lot of time and space and greatness. Um, Okay, other so we've talked about finding joy in a, in the habit. That is a really big positive because you're actually going to want to do it. Yeah. If you want to do something, you're going to be more likely to create a habit. Yes. Boom. We can all understand that. We've talked about an if when then plan. So uh sandwiching your new action, your new habit in between something that definitely happens already in your life, like waking up every morning, like eating dinner, like having a lunch break, these kinds of things. What else? What are the other tips? Yeah, I think that um, monitoring in a non-obsessive way mm. is a really can really yeah, help. You. I think that's a great idea, and that creates like a sense of accountability, yes. which really helps. So, whether you have a calendar and you mark off when you do it, maybe I should do that with my Italian lessons. Mm. I think that would help. Mm-hmm. Like, put a little like I on the yeah a calendar. Like, I did it. No, like I for Italy. It, no, I understood. Oh, okay. <laughs> But like, <laughs> I, I did. Oh, my God, that was funny. Uh, um, yes, accountability. So whether you have a calendar where you cross the day. I mean, I used to do this for my exercise and I'd be like, yes, look at all those crosses. And that became obsessive. So, yeah. So in a non-obsessive way was underlined. Yes. Bolded, underlined. Uh, and also I know like having a group, if you have a group who of people, whether you're working towards the same habit or different habits and you just want some accountability, this mm-hmm. really helps. Carla and I have a small group of two. Um, <laughs> but we also have our Marybody group. Oh, and, that's, and we have a big group of over a 1,000. Yes, but I'm just saying like for Italian, I can yeah, start telling you. Can you can tell me. Um, but our big group, yes, I know there are so many members who are dedicated, devoted to sharing their Marybody classes every day, what they tick off and boom, not only does it inspire themselves and to keep themselves accountability, it also inspires the other members. It inspires me. Mm. So that's great. And then also the action of ticking something off has also been proven like when you do that and it's something that you wanted to achieve, then your brain releases a hit of dopamine, which makes you feel really good. Mm. So like in those moments where like you like you can imagine a moment back in time where you ticked something off or maybe it was a to-do list and you felt really accomplished. Yeah. That is that is dopamine getting pushed and pumped around the body. Your brain recognizes that you got that dopamine hit because of the action that you took and that was the crossing off or the doing of the merry body or the doing of the Italian classes. 
the next time it comes around that it's your if, when, then, or the next time you're thinking, pondering, hmm, I should really do that mm. thing, your brain will be more likely to help you feel motivated because it knows, oh, last time you did that, I got a hit of dopamine. Yeah. I want that again. And then it also works the other way in that, like, when you scroll social media, you also get a dopamine hit. So this is why (laughs) social media scrolling is addictive. Yeah. So it's like that can work to our favor, but it can also work to the detriment. detriment. So this is again and again and again, awareness, 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 presence, presence, presence. And understanding of the brain. Yeah. And then knowing, like, taking that understanding and empowering yourself Mm -hmm. with it, being like, all right, I know why I'm addicted to scrolling because I get a dopamine hit. Also, another way I get dopamine is exercising, then ticking off my calendar or telling my group that I did it. Like, boom, Mm -hmm. what what is a dopamine hit that's going to offer more, what is going to create more in your life? And I think, you know, we can choose one or the other. Mm. Let's go of the exercise. And then also I think another thing, a tip with habits, habit making is don't be too hard on yourself. Remember you're a human. Remember you might fail. You might go backwards, but then it's all about the next step. So don't focus on the past. Focus on the present. Focus on the future of that next one step. Don't look at 100 steps ahead. Don't be like, oh, I can't, I'm nowhere near. How can I speak fluent Italian? Yeah, I probably will never speak Italian fluently, but I can speak it maybe like a five-year-old or like, no, actually, maybe a (laughs) three-year-old. You're like, hang on a minute. But I'm pretty sure five-year-olds are fluent. Five-year-olds can speak fluent. Of course they get maybe two. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But, you know, like be realistic. Don't be hard on yourself. Uh, Know that you can do it. You can create change. You can create a new habit. Yeah. I think that is probably, you know, the most important thing that we'll finish on is, is this idea of not looking too far ahead. It's important to like have the goal in mind. Sure. It's like, okay, I want to achieve this, but you've got to break that down because there's no shortcut to anything. Like there is no floppy disk that we can pop into our brain and suddenly we can speak fluent Italian. Suddenly I am uh, Beethoven on the piano. Uh, (laughs) Suddenly I meditate every day, twice a day. But some people can do that. Like that's the unfair thing. (laughs) Look, those people are super human, not me, all right? Maybe it's you at home. Well done. Child, I hope that you use your, the child your prodigy, prodigy yeah. to use it, guys. Like, make sure you do use those talents. Um, but if you are just like us and don't have those if special talents, um, know that there really is no shortcut to creating these new habits. It is just a consistency and that the the – the more you just focus on the next step, the easier it feels instead of getting overwhelmed. So it's just like the next step. Okay, today is a new day. I'm just going to focus on today. And it just makes yeah. it feel way more doable, way more enjoyable. I think one last thing is like I really think creating new habits and like, you know, life can get really busy. Mm. Like we know that like from creating a business, we don't have kids. But, like, I feel like it's it's hard to kind of balance everything. I have a dog. You, yeah, dog, Chino, we love him. But Jesus, he, like, is a lot of work sometimes, mm-hmm. even as an auntie. <laughs> Not really. I don't do anything, but the mind does. <laughs> I think about him. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I worry about him a lot. <laughs> um, but I think organization also helps. True. <laughs> so, like, you know, if you're going to create a new habit – 
like say Italian, yeah, you need to be organized with your dinner, your cleaning, your work stuff, mm-hmm. your social stuff. Like you need it's very helpful to be organized. And I know or unorganized people sometimes like maybe you don't even see the point of being organized, but it really does help. I really recommend being mm. organized. I think sometimes it can feel like a less fun version of yourself, I would imagine. Yeah. I've never been unorganized. So, like, I would imagine, yeah. like, sometimes organized people maybe seem boring. Like, I think sometimes people might feel like, you know, like, oh, that looks boring. Like, well, it's too organized. Well, I think, like, there is a, I guess, glorify, glorification, glorification of, like, you know, the free spirit of like the I'm going to go of the flow and I'm just going to do what my heart desires. And, you know, there is some people who can be like that. But if you've made decisions, like if you've started a business or like, you know, if you're the income earner for your house or, you know, there's probably reason to be organised and if you want to create new habits, I think you, you need to be a bit more organized. I think um, you can be free-spirited you, too. Exactly. Like you can have free-spirited elements, but it's like be organized in your free-spiritedness in a way. Like sometimes I'll be like, you know, in a, you know what it is? It's more so like being organized but then also having an element of surrender. Yes, because And this is, is I'm pretty sure this is – it's someone, maybe it's stoicism, maybe – um, or either maybe just Ryan Holiday said it, but I always relate him to stoicism. Uh, he talked about how, like, we can only control, like, the actions we take yes. toward an outcome we would like, but we can't control the outcome. Yes. Like, there's like there's always an element of surrender. There's always an element of unknown. You know, even if we reach for that goal, we don't really ever know if we're going to reach it. Yes. But we might. It's like every single thing yeah. in our life. It's like you might fall in love with someone, but you don't know. Like right now you think you're going to be with them forever, yeah. but you can't control that. Mm-hmm. It's like every little aspect of life. And when we uh, when we think that we can control, that will actually cause more issues. Mm-hmm. And also if you feel like, I mean, what causes anxiety is the realization that you don't have control mm. and not being okay with it. But then when you surrender to it and think and realize, hey, this is part of the human experience that we don't know the future. <laughs> like we can't we can't possibly know the future. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or in a year or in three years. But if we get worried and stressed about it, We'll end up not even leaving the house. We'll be so anxious with stress and worry that we won't even live. So what's the bloody point? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I always think about it like it's like baking a cake, right? You can follow the recipe to a tea. You've got the recipe right in front of you. You've, got, you've even got all the right ingredients and you've you've done it exactly how they said. And then you pop it into the oven. Like, but can you really control the oven temperature? I know that, like, so many ovens are, like, the wrong temperature. I know our one at home is, like, too high. I know my one, like, heats up really fast and it cooks the cake way faster than recipes say. And it's, like, if I followed the recipe, like, I would have burnt it. And maybe it would have got burnt. But that's okay. But I followed the recipe and I thought I had control of it. But I didn't because I can't control the oven. Yeah, so then you you watched and you checked and you got it out before. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, again, it's like having awareness, not just like following the recipe yeah. without awareness. Exactly. <sighs> I like this chat. You might not even like the taste of the cake. You might think you might, but you don't even like it. You're like, this is a bad cake. It's like, what if you reach for that goal and you didn't even like it? 
Well, that happens all the time. How often does it happen? You've worked your butt off and then you get there and you're like, oh, what now? (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. We ponder. Well, this was a great chat. I love love talking about habits. I think, um, you know, just breaking it down and realizing that it is just all about step by step. Yeah. And checking in, let's do this last final point. Is this habit actually yours that you would like to create or is it just something you think you should have? That's a good question. Yeah. Did you accidentally borrow that goal or that habit from a friend or – Or like a, a Instagram coach. Yes, a coach or a parent or whatever and maybe it actually – like maybe you don't even want it. Maybe it doesn't bring any joy. Maybe you're like, why am I even trying to do this habit? I hate this thing. Yeah. Don't do it then. Hmm. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.